0: Year 6, day 301. We finally got to see what all this was about, and what Chartrullian made that was so controversial. The Azuria. I have to admit, it's pretty remarkable. Just rows and rows of different types of reactors doing different things. The reactors are lined with a thick layer of salt. It was explained to me a bit more scientifically, but the salts are a special kind called Azurium lunestra which is charged using a small amount of Jardejo energy to get it started. The charge alters the compound of the salts, making them denser. You can see the molecules changing under a microscope and everything. It's really cool. Then the tanks capture these little cosmic particles which can't escape through the salt layer, so they bounce around, creating energy. The more particles that are captured, the more concentrated the energy. It sounds way too simple to be important. In fact, this is similar to how the prayer domes work at any of the temples. There are apparently three observed phases of mutation the first being light, the second being energy, the third being plasma. At least, those are the known phases. The difference is concentration and containment. When the energy becomes super concentrated, it changes state from a gas to a plasma. At that point, it can turn into weapons, etc. Each reactor only needs a few particles to be really, really powerful, but can catch thousands every second. And apparently, these particles exist literally everywhere. The pumps that do the charging are the real secret sauce behind Chartrulian's work though. An engineer tried to explain the math to me, but seemed to be somewhat at a loss for how it worked in practice. He said it was like pulling energy from another dimension. <laughs> Talk about crazy. I think what he's really saying, though, is that Chartrulian found a way to do what our Azuria epicenters do. I mean, we get energy from somewhere to do what we do, now machines can too. Even more crazy is that the engineer told us that there have been lots of anomalies around the compound. Random particle state changes and random rises and dips in energy. Sometimes the energy reaches concentration levels that are actually too dangerous, and they have to be emptied. There are tall pipes in all the reactor rooms that neutralize and release the energy into the sky when it gets to be too much. I saw it once, and it's pretty neat. Just a big blue shaft of light going into the sky. But you can see it best at night. Apparently, they learned the hard way that it all can't be contained, and a lot of people got hurt. No one wants to talk about it, though. There are some other curious things like genetic mutations in some of the plants around the compound. The Azuria doesn't have to touch anything to make a difference in its surroundings, kind of like how the areas around the temples are the luscious places on the planet. Even more curious though was the Azuria's reaction to us Asjardakai. If we take a handful of Azurium salts in a vase of charged water and dip our hands into it, the salts form these strange crystalline structures. The structures are different for each of us, Kind of like a signature. (sighs) This is why Shartrulian wanted us. The Shartakai are special. I guess we'll find out soon where this all leads. Year 6, Day 310. Things picked up really fast. True's been on fire lately. Sorry about the abbreviation. It just gets to be a long name to write out every time. (laughs) What he has been working on is building a neural bridge between us and a computer. The computer can somehow do predictive work, and apparently, we'll eventually be able to perform tasks just by thinking about them. We've done tests in the lab with some simple mechanical things, and it really does work. I'm not sure how he's done it, but the system really feels like another arm. Each of us has started a bonding process that is apparently going to take a while to establish, but I'm Pretty excited about it. The computers will go into the ships we're going to pilot. But that's not even the cool part. The ships are powered by Azuria engines, guns, everything. When they become combined with the Azuria that's naturally inside of us, we can really control how powerful these things can be and what they can do. A lot of that has to do with the Neural Bridge and our individual abilities. In fact, he's building our ships custom based on our strengths. Honestly, I'm finding it hard to imagine controlling a bunch of different interfaces at once. I guess the computer is there to help with all that, but it sounds a bit like learning to walk all over again. I don't think I'm doing so bad in The Sims, but I'm not entirely sure what my strengths are. Some of the others are having a harder go at it than others. Predictably, Fomka is lagging behind a bit. Hamina and Nikola are probably doing the best. But it's weird. True is harder on the ones who are picking up the technology the easiest, pushing us to make greater achievements in shorter and shorter amounts of time, and getting really angry when we fail. Everyone seems pretty bent on keeping a straight face whenever we start to detect he might go off. I guess that's one thing about being brought up in Idrica. You just don't cry. If you cry, you're weak. And the weak don't survive. So, the others have been keeping to their rooms more. It's not good. We have to learn to work through these things together if we're going to come out of this alive. While I've got you, the folks at Howl Media are officially gearing up for pre-production on Volume 2, which will complete the Idrica and New Regime story arcs that were introduced in Volume 1. The Kickstarter finally goes live at the end of August, and I hope you'll sign up via the link in our show notes to be notified when the campaign goes live. And please feel free to check out the original soundtrack on Spotify. It's the perfect thing to put on while you study or to inspire you while you write worlds of your own. You can visit tmocpod.com for links to all this stuff and more. It started with a return. I was called to aid, and deep down, somewhere in my mind, I knew what it was. I, Adam Delta 5, who was formed in Eden and cursed with immortality for my crimes, I knew of this thing. I know it. I remember. It was there in Eden. I'm sure of it. I pursue it, following its trail of chaos and destruction. I intend to stop it. It's related to what I did. I can feel it. The space between us is vast, and I will face hardship. I will bear witness to terrible things. You have until tomorrow to relinquish your supplies and weapons to us. Some of the more courageous of you may be considering other possibilities. I urge you to reconsider. And for the sake of all that exists in this universe, I must reach my goal.
1: I... I will... end this game of first,
0: will, will you join me? I join, me? join me? Chain of Being mythic science fiction podcast listen to the complete season one on your favorite podcatcher now
1: halcyon a name that harkens back to a period of time that was once idyllic happy and peaceful halcyon the planet is far from that while those words might have rung true once halcyon has become nothing more than a graveyard you see before the independence war it was an alliance colony world One of the few that could easily sustain life. Some called it the jewel beyond the veil. But when war came, so did the blades. Bipedal machines that tore the planet asunder. And when the sun finally rose after that long night, all that was left standing was the blades. And now that the war is over, we put them to better use. You see, the planet was torn to shit in most places, the air ain't nothing more than a dense miasma of toxic fumes. And the planet, once a beautiful rolling landscape, turned into a pockmark hellscape of scarred ravines and jagged mountains that look like you're being swallowed by the Galaxian space worm. Anyone who didn't wise up and get off planet now spends their days underground in the mining facilities. Someone's gotta move that precious trinite, but because it's difficult to get from point A to point fucking nowhere, We were left with a conundrum. And that's where the blades came in. Only problem, someone had to pilot them. That's where I came in.
0: Omega Star 7 presents Dirt and Dust, a story
1: in three parts. Anywhere you find podcasts or at omegastar7.com.